Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. I'd rather be spending my evenings sitting on the couch watching cat videos on Facebook with Kevin Godby. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you from Las Vegas. No, uh, this is actually Thursday night. Uh, and uh, Thursday night, the 22nd, 21st, that I'm recording this. And I'm already in Las Vegas. As I said last week, uh, at the IPCPR at the Sands Expo Center in the Venetian for the big annual summertime trade show. And you guys have heard me talk about it in the past. So uh, next week, I'll give you a recap of the show. Uh, this week, this week in tonight's episode, I'm going to ramble a little bit about uh, some notes of the characteristics of a uh, pipe smoker. What makes a, uh, you know, what, what characteristics tend to be in every one of us that are that consider us to be uh, consider ourselves to be pipe smokers uh my guest here's part two of mike mcneil and uh already recorded and everything so you'll get to enjoy that uh music real quick mailbag and real short rant um again a short week so uh, not a lot to get prepared for this week's show but i hope you'll enjoy it uh Hopefully you all are not um, suffering too much through the uh, sweltering heat that we've had here in the United States. Uh, yeah, I mean, some outrageously high temperatures, and you know what? <laughs> Heading to Las Vegas, and the real feel temperature for tomorrow when I get off the airplane is supposed to be like 114. Uh, but hey, it's a, it's a dry heat. That's all I can say. Uh, because it is a dry heat, my normal summertime tobaccos... Uh, I'm switching and bringing the more wintertime stuff with me, and that's because the lack of humidity just makes some of the straight Virginias that I like for summertime breakfast pipes just doesn't do it for me. So I'll have my uh, Virginia Perique, and I'll have some uh, old dark fired with me, and that'll just have to keep me going for uh, seven days, which should be uh, should be fine. So, all right, everybody, sit back, relax. Fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And here we go. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. All right, so for pipe parts, I want to talk about uh, some traits or uh, just character traits or things that run 
consistent within pipe smokers. So in my uh, full-time primary job as the head of sales and marketing in uh, the United States for Sutliff and McBaron, we uh, found some survey information and it's some of it, most of it's from Europe, but uh, going back about 20 or 30 years, we also found some old U.S. stuff and I've been reading through it and kicking it around and trying to figure things out and let me tell you, uh, just from just from the uh, the 22 years of being in this business, uh, the first thing I can tell you is that pipe smokers, on on a whole, and keep in mind this is this is my opinion, which I am the leading expert of, uh, not statistically proven, but pipe smokers as a whole are okay being alone. Uh, we don't mind those quiet, contemplative times with our pipe. We don't need to be in the center of the crowd. Uh, we don't need to be in a crowd. We don't mind those quiet times with our pipe. Uh, we tend to like to read books. Uh, we tend to like different kinds of music. Uh, we don't tend to follow the, uh, the current trends. Nobody that I know of got into pipe smoking because it was the trendy, fashionable thing. Uh, As you've heard many, many times on the show, it was because an older relative was a pipe smoker and you thought it looked interesting or you wanted to try it. It was not because, God, that's what all the other guys are doing, so that's what I'm going to do. Pipe smokers, as a... uh, uh, on a whole, like things that are unique. Uh, we don't like things that are popular, faddish, or uh, or disposable. We like things that are unique, interesting to us, but not the traditional mainstream things. Uh, many of us are into, uh, there's a lot of guys that I know that are into fountain pens. Uh, there's a handful of guys that are into archery, and these are all things that are just not the uh, not the mainstream popular things. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's a couple of guys that I know that are big into ballroom dancing. Now that's gotten a little more trendy since that TV show came out, but again, it's the it's the unique hobbies. Um, watch collecting. You know, watch collecting is not something that is a uh, is a mainstream hobby. And when I say watch collecting, I mean it's not the new fashionable big Swiss watches. It's the classic old ones, the collectible pieces. Um, pipe smokers were one of the first uh, first people where you'd see a lot of uh, a lot of beards. And like we had uh, Mark on uh, last week, I mean, just got a big beard. Uh, and he got it because he can finally grow it now that he doesn't have a full-time job and he's retired. So, uh, But again, pipe smokers are unique. Pipe smokers don't mind being alone. Pipe smokers as a whole are very intelligent, uh, may not have the actual degrees to go behind it, but have an inquisitive, open mind to learning and I think that falls into place with the reading that pipe smokers like to do. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why the forums are so active amongst pipe smokers is because 
were very much into reading and writing. Uh, the YouTube community is very active because we like talking about what we're doing and talking about our hobby. Uh, we're very passionate as a whole about the hobby, and that's one of the things that bothers us with the uh, with the FDA regulations. And yes, we will all survive through it. But again, we're we're passionate, we're inquisitive, uh, contemplative, and uh, at the same time. You know, just not not fashionable or not not very trendy. I mean, if you you go to a pipe show and walk around a pipe show or a pipe club meeting, and you will probably not see too many people wearing the uh, latest trends from uh, from the uh, you know from the fashion world, but you'll see people that are wearing clothing that's uh, durable, reliable, and usually of good quality, but not the latest fashion trends. Uh, was having a discussion about the uh, the pipe smoking fishing vest, or the uh, or the photographer's vest as the perfect pipe smoker's uh, pipe show attire. But anyway, there's just some basic thoughts. Love to hear your opinion on it. Uh, hope it uh, hope it triggered something thoughtful for you. All right, in uh, just a few minutes here, the uh, second half of my discussion with the uh, wonderfully uh, curmudgeonly lovable Mike McNeil. This is Internet Radio. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language, as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> Just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore... Best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Satleft Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Malto Dolce blend in public. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show and prepare your ears. A good coat of wax might help the ins- uh, the uh, the onslaught that they're about to receive because we are back with Mike McNeil on uh, part two. And uh, Mike, uh, you and I are both, uh, this was recorded about two weeks ago, you and I are both at the IPCPR in Las Vegas right now, what used to be the RTDA. So, what was your what was your first RTDA like? How big was it? Where was it? What do you remember? Do you want the truth, or do you want me to just say I was at the show? Uh, no, I want the truth. <laughs> Nineteen eighty four in uh, Chicago at the Hyatt Regency, and as I said in a previous episode, basically the RTDA was run by Daniel Lane, 
and uh, they would have 40 limousines out front taking the retailers to the Dunhill Dinner, black tie only. <laughs> and they would actually rent out the Natural History Museum of Chicago and have different chefs there from around the world cooking dinner. And I was still trying to figure out how to get enough money to buy a drink at the bar. <laughs> and I would sit down there with David Michaud, was chairman. He always liked me. He might come have a drink with us before we leave. And this, this happened several times here at the Hyatt. I really want to go back to the Hyatt now that I'm okay and just stand there in the bar and say, damn, it only took uh, 43 years to get here, and I can actually buy my own beer. <laughs> so I might do that one day. It's kind of a goal. And uh, it was uh, it was miserable. We didn't have. We were just trying to get enough money and get known, get enough money to pay for our booth, really. So was and, the show uh, in a, was, was the show in a ballroom or was it in hotel yeah. rooms? Yeah, I was in like a hotel ballroom, and uh, it wasn't near it. Now it's five hundred eighty thousand feet, and all this stuff's going on with cigars. It wasn't that. And hell, nobody was selling cigars then, hardly. And there were other tobacco people there, pipe tobacco. But Big UST was there, and I knew them, got to know them better. And uh, they make, they mainly concentrate on Coke and Skull. That's owned by Philip Morris now. They got bought out by $7 billion or something. PM owns them. But back then, we were just we didn't even know anybody, Arlie. You know, people walk by and look at our booth and say, you know, what the hell are those? Who are those people? And what a, when it, McClellan first started, a lot of retailers, we only called them. We didn't go to the show, really. And they'd say, I'm not carrying your stuff. You'll never make it. I mean, that's what they were <laughs> hearing, except the, the really neat retailers, David Berkebile, Georgetown, John Hayes. In Fairfax, Virginia, Bill Martin, who was W. Curtis Draper in D.C., was famous and actually gave us a chance. And uh, yeah, it took a lot of years. I mean, we worked really hard. We dedicated our lives to this thing more than, well, more than's reasonable. I mean, I just dedicated everything to it. And uh, that it was our kid. I mean, that's all we took care of. There's, I'm an Amer I tell you what, I'll say this, and I'm the only American that'll say it, I guarantee it. There's two things about me. A, I wouldn't have been a good parent, and B, I'm a bad driver. <laughs> you ask anybody, they're the greatest parent, and they, it's, they just drive like Mario Andretti. <laughs> and see, you're, see you're very shy. <laughs> right, I just concentrated on that, and I knew that I couldn't do and my wife's not in the room to kick me, but I couldn't do anything else. This is it, and I knew it. So I thought, I've got to make it in this. I got the big guys helping me. They said they'd keep me going till I'll run or retire. So we worked, and we dedicated everything to it. And with my wife's brains and her persistence and my whatever I've got, it all worked out. You got to realize the market when I started '73, it was around 54, 57 million pounds a year. 1970. Well, it's dropped way down now. So you know, a lot of the market shrank. But you know, when you're kind of one of the last ones doing it, um, there's a lot of products out there, but it's not the way it was. 
and there's not as many pipe smokers, obviously. I mean, the last, last time you see a guy walk down the street smoking your pipe, it just doesn't happen. So it's all that combined, plus being able to get the leaf, the right leaf, which isn't available that much anymore. You have to really know these guys, and they have to really love you to get it and to look for it. Um, it's tough. It's been a tough road, but we've learned a lot about ourselves personally and about life. And I, we wouldn't be the same people without doing this company. There's, yeah, corporate America is what it is. I wouldn't take another job at gunpoint, and I wouldn't go back <laughs> to the old days at gunpoint. I can tell, and I'm, I'm not. I mean it literally. I wouldn't do it. I can't go through that. But it teaches you a lot about yourself and the perseverance. Once you get to this point where you say, hey, I'm okay personally, I'm fine, company's fine, we've got a good reputation. I've had people tell me, boy, Mike, you guys are better than anybody in history. Well, that's not true. You know, you can argue, may we are kind of now, maybe, but... Man, I, yeah, the Dunhill family, I mean, Alfred, Richard, and all of them, I got, to me, they were the the ultimate kings. I mean, 90-some years, Dunhill, this and that, and they, my God, they used to have three cans and a presentation box. I mean, it, they were just, and their tobacco was great. Rat Ray's, he was, Charles Rat Ray was fantastic. Carreras Brothers making black cat cigarettes, I mean, it's, canned cigarettes unbelievable now i don't even know what we have anymore but those were the big ones that i admired bulk and sobrani and when you open up a cutter top can and quentin wells Kansas city club guy did this at chicago had like a 50 year old can of red wrappery and we opened it with the cutter top. I think we paid $180 for it. I went in half with them. I think I got two bowls out of it. And oddly enough, and I've never seen it before in my life, the color really wasn't that dark. I don't know what happened. But we lit that thing up, and everybody's looking at me for my reaction. And I said, I'm ashamed of being in the tobacco business. I mean, it was <laughs> that good. That stuff just aged like to perfection. I mean, Quentin knew it, too. I, I couldn't believe it. Maybe it was one of those batches where you just, everything hits right, and then it ages 50 years. There's another thing. when If there's a tobacco out there, and I've seen, I don't look online. I don't even know how to turn a damn computer on, but when somebody tells me something, like they open a can, it tastes kind of green and grassy, and it needs time to age, blah, 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 blah. That's ridiculous. I don't care if it sets 100 years. If, if it's got green leaf in it, which is hard to avoid now do a lot of mechanical harvesting, it's never going to be good. I don't care what you do. It's like having bad grapes and, a, and making wine with it. You say, well, I don't like it now, but if I age it five years, that wine's going to be something. And, you know, when you guys out there, and you're doing this now, you're buying bulk or whatever you're doing, and, you, you suck it down, but never put it in plastic ever. Plastic's <laughs> bad, even food grade. Never do it. Air gets in and out, even if it's sucked down. You think it doesn't, but go suck down 10 bags and put them in your clothes closet. Wait a week and open the door. 
you only want to do glass jars, period. The best are the sealed cans like what we do with a food-grade coating, the crimped rim, because nothing gets in, no air conditioning, no heating. The, the flat press suck down cans, actually, if you put 100, and I've done it, I like Wessex uh, Gold Flake, and I like smoking it only in a clay pipe. I don't know why I don't like it in a briar, but I love it in a clay pipe. I think it's great. Great stuff. I bought 100 cans. We put them in the closet, and you can smell it. Well, why are you smelling it? It's coming through the compound, even though it's sucked down. That's why you see the compound attack sometimes. It might be Tara. Had, you know, 80 cans of three nuns, and they were popping on the shelf to sit in the closet. So what he did, uh, he put food saver bags on it and sucked it down. It keeps the air in and out coming after the compound. Plus, it gives a little more pressure to keep that lid down. And that saved them. I would go further. Instead of having that plastic on it, I would wrap each can in foil and suck it down. It should last 100 years. And uh, so it's uh, never put it in plastic. I know we got bulk in plastic. That's how we send it out. We can't can everything. We should be canning our high-grade bulks like 2010. It's stupid. We've been sending out since 1980 in plastic bags and sits in jars, and they buy it in bulk. I don't know. I should have just started canning it anyway and listened to all the complaining. But it, it, what you want, I'm sure Brian will bring us up later about my, the smell that our stuff. When you, the well, way wait, 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 Mike, Mike, what what smell are you right. talking about? Um, what what brand of ketchup smell are I don't you talking want to say about? The word. Okay. <laughs> What we're trying to do, and I realize that the suck-down cans and other cans, they did it wrong. They sucked all the air out. Well, you want to leave some in because you want fermentation. If you have high sugar leaf at 23.4 like we buy and all that, 23% natural sugar, in 30 days or less, fewer days, I can smell it. It's fermenting. You want to smell like a fruit bowl. And you can get some cans have been sucked down 10 years. Yeah, you can kind of smell it, but there's no air in there for the can to work. I mean, you pull a 32-pound pole on it, well, there's no air. It's like it's inert. <laughs> so we leave, and we do other stuff leading up to putting that can, and we just leave just a certain amount. You know, you'll hear a little swish from ours when you pop it, but not big. And they used to uh, not really suck down any cans on some cans years ago. They did it like Edgeworth. Aubrey Avalon ran Edgeworth back in the 60s. I have two unopened cans. When they did Edgeworth, the thing that saved them, and you can buy the old blue cans, and they're usually perfect, they put a cardboard liner in the can so the tobacco never touched the metal. The stuff's still perfect. If you really want to get that old burly feel, you find a can of Edgeworth back from the 60s, a big blue one, and that's when you smell a real burly. That was great. And Aubrey was doing it. And they were selling 9.5 million pounds a year of just Edgeworth in, that, in this country back in 1960. That's about uh, eight times more than what the total pipe tobacco market is here now. 
Yeah, well, you know what, Brian? I, I tell you, the demise of this industry, everybody wants more and more and more. The demise of this industry really did nothing but help us. I mean, who, who's out there doing all these experiments and finding the finest Virginia? I mean, how many of them are there that really are trying to do what we do and, and can even get the stuff in the first place? Because I'm telling you, the growing, the seeds... They're nothing like it was back 30, 40 years ago. I can tell you. I used to go to auction. None of us really go to auction to buy. I used to go through auction with the guys at Standard because I was allowed in. I mean, you got to have a tag and be, you know, you're either Philip Morris or Reynolds or somebody big. I mean, they were startled when I walked in, and the Standard guy said, I'm bringing Mike McNeil in. He's going to follow along. And he's, when I tell him to pull the trigger, he's actually going to buy some weight for us. <laughs> it's a really an honor to do it. But the leaf then, oh, my God, it's fantastic. You can see it from 20 feet away. And that day we were buying for JTI, Japan Tobacco. And there was like 20, 30 Japanese guys standing. They're just watching us. They, they're not going through the They're just watching us do it. And uh, we bought all day just for the Japanese. And the Japanese bought the finest flu cure in the world for their cigarettes. They take them back to Japan and screw them up. I don't know what they did wrong, but we were buying the finest flu cure. Back when you could tell what the grades were, now that's tough. And you used to go to the Department of Agriculture, they had classes on grading and all that. I never went. My wife actually did. But uh, now it, a lot of it's just gradeless. I mean, it's it's incredible how... That's gone downhill also because some of the big Sarah guys, you know, does it burn? Yeah, okay, it's, there it is. I mean, it's, it's that bad. So it's been really difficult to find the fine red-orange, especially, flu cure. That's good. I mean, you can find it and you smoke it. I smoke it. We smoke it raw now. I used to make cakes and go all through this hell. like. I'm going to smoke it raw, cut it up with a pair of scissors. I'm going to smoke it in a meerschaum and a clay. And now, after all these years, we can pretty much tell you if it's going to be repulsive. No, there's certain qualities that it, that it has right then and there. It'll tell you, you can make a cake in 800 years, still crap. It won't work. <laughs> so we usually dismiss things. I don't need to do it right now because i got many years worth of leaf that's perfect and I'm just sitting there looking at it and it's 23 24% and 20 you can find 23% sugar that doesn't mean it's right you can find a lower nicotine that doesn't mean it's right and grew in this it could grow across the street from the guy that grew mine but sun soil wind hail this that and other and you see you know I don't know why it's no good something happened and it won't work and I wouldn't take it for free. If something's, I wouldn't take tobacco for free if it, if it's bad because I'm not going to ruin my name. It ain't going to happen. Where? So I'm a dedicated nut job, and that's just <laughs> the way I am. And uh, I'll probably change one day, but I'm going to keep doing what I do until something happens. And uh, I'm just, I, you can, I know all the guys out there, my God, he's obsessed with compulsive. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't been, I would have failed, and I'd be walking around in the street asking Brian for two biscuits from McDonald's or something. 
we're and he probably wouldn't give them to me. No. And we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Frog Morton, Christmas cheer, and why Mike's last name is screwed up. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, hopefully wrapping this up with Mike. But, um, all right, so why is your last name spelled backwards? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pay attention to that kind of thing. But I know you would, but I just don't do it. Yeah. Because as I said in the other episodes, I'm obsessed with one thing. I don't care about my name or what I'm eating for dinner <laughs> or anything else. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to go back and I cut, you know, and, and worry about what I do at work. I just I don't care about food or anything. I really don't. They, they, I know I got problems. <laughs> yeah, you're nuts, and you drive a Miata. Uh, the uh, his last name is M C N I E L, and it screws up all the auto voice activated callings and everything. And so, all right, let, let's talk. I don't sp- know what you're talking about? Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, that's on the computer stuff. You know, not not your not, oh, yeah. not your right. not your old flip phone. Yeah, well, like we have six computers at work, and I swear to God, I don't even know where the button is. And you know what? I don't want it. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. I'll never get one. Don't even give me one for free because I. What would I put on it? Wait. So tell everybody you got a uh, you got a smartphone almost uh, what ten months ago and where and where exactly is your uh, your iPhone tech department? Well, it's you. <laughs> well, wait. Yeah, but if, yeah, but if you have if you have problems with your iPhone, where do you go to get somebody to help you with it? Well, I see a 13-year-old girl, I walk up, and I do it all the time, say, well, what's happened to this? I don't <laughs> understand it. And instantly, they have the answer. You don't ask some guy at 65, for God, yes, be terrible, he'll just stand there and look at you. <laughs> but yeah, you find you a teenage girl, and I swear to of course, they go so fast, I can't tell what, what, what are you doing? Don't worry about it, it's fine now, here it is, and they walk off, you know, they are, they got the attitude problem. <laughs> yeah, and you're scary. Um, let's... But I'm glad I got it because we built under our building because we had to move out of our old building that we got in '98. If you guys want to see a really cool building, look up KauffmanFoundation.org with a K. 
and you'll see a $414 million, two music halls are across the street from my old building, which is now scraped. And then I'm in my new building. I don't like it, but, you know, i got to live with it. Uh, from the air, the Kaufman Center looks like a stainless steel brassiere. Yeah, yeah, stainless steel roof, too curved. It's curved on the back on both halls and has a glass front. If Julie uh, Kaufman and <laughs> the rich people built it, and then they started looking at me because we looked like Funky Town across the street. Now they're going to build a $110 million UMKC School of Music. And so they scraped me flat a few weeks ago, and uh, now it's just vacant land waiting for the guys that build the thing and I'm over five blocks away thank god I had that building and I'm in the I'm now in the hottest part of the building down in Kansas City so I lucked out I've been really lucky if I wrote out on it I, I can't cover it all if I wrote out on a sheet which would take three sheets where I've been lucky you guys would all call me liars I, I mean you would you'd say he's a liar he's a crazy well yeah no, no. I mean, there was a mis- I've missed mergers, you know, with big companies, which would have been a disaster. Leaf guys in '96, they offered one of the presidents ten million dollars cash to let the deal go through, and he wouldn't because three hundred fifty people be fired at his company. Well, I would have been screwed. He turned it down. You know how many people turned million dollars? Not very many. When he died, he had eight hundred people at his funeral too. All right, let, when you have a cat show up the mine. Let's let's talk about some of your uh, fun stuff. Uh, when what made you guys I have start? Fun stuff? What <laughs> yeah. fun stuff? Yeah. Uh, besides your Miata, let's talk about Christmas cheer. Uh, why did you start it, and why is Christmas cheer just a? It's a Virginia flake. Well, that's a good. Ninety two is the first year. Uh, and we find small batches of really great leaf for it that are aged at least three years. Got to really have the leaf go through the sun, what they call the summer sweats in North Carolina. It's hot in the warehouse, but not that hot. And it just starts mellowing down. And everything that's bad, not everything, because you got aged cakes. A lot of stuff just drifts off, leaving the sugar and the oils and all that kind of stuff. So we decided to do small batch runs just at Christmas time. We've done them since 92. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how we came up with that idea. Probably my wife. I don't come up with anything. It's probably her. And, uh, yeah, there it is. It sells out every year. And uh, I'm actually doing 16. I've got it now. And I'm actually doing 17 also at the same time so life's been really rough so when you just work you know hang on a second hang on a second hang on it's my show i'm gonna talk for a minute here at least uh when you guys do christmas cheer that tobacco that you specifically selected is a is a uh, a vintage that's been sitting for three years already and it's a certain certain allotment and then you pick that is that's going to be our Christmas cheer for this year because it's ready, it's good, you like it, there's something special about it, and then you right. can it all up, and when you're done, you're done. Right, and I'll go out. I mean, I might see 
three things that'll work for cheer, and I just buy all three, and then I just store the other with my load down in North Carolina, and then I pull it when it starts getting close to the time when I got to do it because we age it for months and all that and takes, and then we go through this whole thing in the canning, and it's really, uh, you know, I, I tell you, and, and I, I've had the guys that go, why don't you train somebody? I don't want to sound like, I know if, if Richard Dunhill and Charles Rattler are sitting here listening to this, first they go, what the hell is that thing you're holding your ear? But anyway, <laughs> um, they would, he was like, why don't you train something? This isn't a matter of training, and I'm not bragging or anything, but I'm going to tell you something. There isn't anybody on this planet or any other planet that could do what I do. I can't even hardly do what I do. When I drive, I don't do cakes like anybody else. Most of them, they cut it and they can it. We don't do that. Our cans are high, our, our cakes are higher moisture. I cut it, put it on a screen on racks. They're they're uh, wood framed with the screen on it. I got drying racks. And I got fans, twenty seven fans, to cover these racks. Time on the back. Well, that to me works better than the other way, and I dry it down to where I want it. Christmas cheer is a nightmare. I've got the small squares. And why pick red and orange red and orange or something? I just like it better. I only had one variation in 96 where I thought, I'll put some stove in it, kind of like Blackwoods or something. Oh my God, the bitching and complaining never ended. What are you doing? You put that in there. I don't want that. I just want the red or orange. <laughs> my boy, I quit that. I mean, you guys went crazy. I must have had 200 calls. What are you doing? You screwed it up. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. It's touchier <laughs> than a five-year-old about a popsicle. So I never will I vary it. You guys are stuck with it, and that's it. But, you know, training somebody, they wouldn't live the way I live. You can't have a family life or vacations and all this stuff. And when I'm drying it, like I cut some, and I let it sit out. I've got dehumidifiers running, air conditioner. i got to watch it constantly, and you let it sit out two, three days. Now, my big 75 dehumidifiers are faster, but hours matter. You know, I'll be sitting here watching TV at midnight with my wife, and I'll think, oh, hell, it can't go another eight hours. i got to go back to work and, and uh, stack it. It's going to be ruined in the morning by, by 6 a.m. It's ruined. I know it. I swear to God, 99% of the time, right, I just have, I just get a flinch in me. I mean, who lives like this? Now, it, nobody's going. And even, they, they couldn't learn it. If you look at U.S. tobacco, for example, in the old days, I don't know what they do now. They're all screwed up. But they used to have a master blender there. And it's not because he was there 40 years. you got a lot of guys who are there 40 years. It was the guy that knew. You know, he knew what the hell was going on from the field to the end game. And you couldn't even train anybody to learn that or do it right. It was just the one guy. And he always had a guy like that that knew he could do anything. He knew what it was going to be at the end of the whole fermentation and all that. Actually, dip is 40 times harder to do than what I do. People don't understand it. I mean, you get a good uh, dip guy. Well, back then, he did cost you 500000 a year just to get one. The lure him out of the company probably cost you millions now. There's only a few guys that really know how to do it. There might be more now. I don't talk to them anymore. But uh, it's, 
it's an obsession. I mean, it's it's like I brought up Butera before. It's like, well, why did Butera carve his own pipes? Hell, why didn't he just train some kid for five years and he'll just crank out Butera's own? Because they can't do it. I don't care who you train. Some guy's a big-time guitar maker and he's world-renowned or something. Oh, you're going to train five people? Why don't we get 40 guys in their 20s and we'll train them the same just like Frank Sinatra? If you train them, they ought to be able to do it, right? Sure. Hell no. It ain't going to happen. They think they can do it, but you've got to dedicate... I know, 20 psychiatrists like, my God, mine's crazy. Well, you know what? Let's train the 20 psychiatrists. I guarantee you those bastards can't do it either. You know, they just screw it all up. So let's go I mean, back. Let's go back to is. Christmas cheer for a second. Is is it fair to say oh, we're that we're talking about Christmas cheer again? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, and we're not talking about ketchup anymore. Um, is, okay. Is it fair to say that each Christmas cheer crop has a uniqueness to it that sets it apart from the other ones? Well, yeah, that's why that's what I we're trying to do. I mean, still a red leaf or red orange or orange is still in the world of that flavor. But you'll notice that it's a little bit different. It's not way different where you go, my God, that's totally different than that. No, it isn't. Because uh, I just like the red, red, orange, orange, red. I, that's all I like, especially around the Wilson, North Carolina area, Rocky Mount. And luckily... The big guys down there they say, Mike, uh, we got this and we haven't seen it in 30 years. Uh, I would do it if I were you. I mean, really. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's very rare now to find a true-to-grade, you know, BF4K, something that's just right the way you would have seen it 30 years ago. It's done correctly. Everything's right. And you jump on it because you may never see it again. And I live in terror that one year I'll be like, oh, hell, um, boy, I'm in trouble. You know, but I've got plenty different few crops now, so I'm okay right now. But, you know, it's always a fear of, uh, well, I can't find leaf anymore that's good enough. And guess what? I'm going to go home and drive that Miata instead. I drive it 15 miles every three weeks and put it back up on a lift if I'm not home. I'm home down talking. I'm self talking to you, but as soon as I'm done with you, I'm going to go drink water and then run back down to work so I can cut said Christmas cheer. So there you go, Chris. I don't have enough. (laughs) Christmas cheer is coming. Right, Brian? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you this, Phil. The people that I've met in this industry, the pipe smokers, the retailers, are the best people I've ever met in my life. It's completely different than any other industry. I, I, I can't tell you the, the good people that I've met. I mean, there's some weird people like Levon Irk or something, but other than that, <laughs> there's mainly good people in this thing. Well, Linwood Hines is okay, too. So as Marty, to quote Marty Pulvers, uh, Mary is the wonderful, pleasant, force behind McClellan and Mike is the grumpy ill-natured force behind McClellan. So now we've had both sides of it's McClellan. True, but you know what? That brings the the question. <laughs> Did Marty ever have hair or was he just born bald? 
I'm pretty sure he was born an old bald Jewish guy. Uh, I, yeah, on the other hand, had I, hair. But he's he's a bitter man, and he's just jealous of me, and he can't help it. Yeah, yeah, and you're so tall and handsome. Uh, Mike, we right. will <laughs> we'll wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? When we get to part ten, when we get to part ten, I'd really, really like to explain myself and how I think. <laughs> All right. You go ahead with your whatever final. <laughs> Is it rapid fire, like Jeopardy or something? Yeah, here they go. What's your favorite pipe? Ah, Butera. Look out, here I am talking about him again, the pickiest jackass on earth, and here we go. <laughs> go ahead. What's your favorite tobacco? And what pipe? The Wessex Gold Virginia Clay, and... Now I'm coming out with Balkan Beauty because some guy in Columbus paper said it was a holy grail. <laughs> we weren't even going to do it. But I said, Maria, we got to do it. The guy calls it the holy grail. Am I going to say no? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I'm doing it. What's your favorite drink? Uh, coffee. What, Brian, you know that. <laughs> yeah. What? You mean alcohol? Here's no coffee's fine. Here's here's the toughest question for you because it's got a word in there that you don't understand. Are you ready? Is it vacation? No. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um. Now, which I word? Watch old movies. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you understood all those words? Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm thinking about Christmas cheer while I'm watching a movie. So what do you mean? So if I'm really not thinking about work, <laughs> I'm thinking about work right now. You made me do it in this interview. I relive my whole past and probably part of my future now. And the final question, and please try to keep it under two minutes. Uh, do you have a particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, yes, I do. When you brought your Disney pipes to the Kansas City show on a little carousel, a mechanical <laughs> carousel, and played it's a small world after all, for about ten hours, I'm still getting over that. <laughs> and it didn't help you, did it? I'll hear it? I probably will hear it again one day, but I'm still, while I'm thinking about stuff, I still hear that in my sleep. I, I I might just but happen to okay, have it handy Brian. for you if you want to hear some. Well, maybe we'll go up in our room at the uh, Venetian and you can just turn that damn thing on <laughs> and we'll just keep playing it. And then but get, give me a high floor and I can, I know the windows don't open, but I think the chair will go through it. <laughs> if I throw it hard enough. And hopefully that floor is not By above the, way, the pool. I have a question for you. Who really was Walter Disney? All right, Mike, I want to uh, thank you very much for joining us. I know I made you wait 200 episodes. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, I hope we're having a good, decent show in Vegas at the same time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on, Brian. You're a really good friend, and uh, I'm glad to be on the 200th episode. It's an honor, and if you want to talk for five more hours, just call me. So if you hear that, folks, uh, if you got more questions for Mike, email them in to me and maybe we'll have him back on. It's about one question per half hour, so try not to flood me with too many questions.
Yeah, don't email me because I don't do email. I never get it daily, so don't do that. No, Mike's still trying to get over the fact that the television's got doesn't have little people singing and dancing inside of it. I'm still getting over the fax machine. I can't <laughs> believe it can do that. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. This is Internet Radio. I am back, and remember, you can find McClellan Tobaccos at your favorite tobacconist or uh, even at some of your least favorite tobacconist. <laughs> uh, please do. If you got questions for Mike, email them to me, and I'll uh, we'll try to get them back on here again, and maybe we'll try to get him to answer a couple of questions in a segment. Anyway, uh, so for music, uh, this time we're going to uh, Scott Joplin. And I really like the name of this one. It's called A Real Slow Drag, and it's a little different than what you'd normally think of when you think of Scott Joplin. So here it is. Thank you. 
if you want to hear more Scott Joplin, uh, do what I do. Go directly to Spotify and type in Scott Joplin's name, and you can stream it all there for free. And if you don't mind listening to the commercials, uh, they have a really good library of stuff. And uh, I can highly recommend doing yard work to uh, Scott Joplin playing in your ears. You've got frickin' mail. In the mailbag, this is going to be kind of a quick one, because uh, not much time to get stuff in. So, uh, Dino said regarding uh, Mark, uh, I really enjoyed Mark's view of retired life, pipes, bikes, beards, travel, and companionship. A fun conversation. Uh, then he says, you can never go wrong with Sinatra, the original Harry Connick Jr. Eh, okay, if you insist. Uh, then he says, rant, amen, thanks for an entertaining show, Dino, you're welcome. And then, uh, Pipe Smokin' Biker said, I also really enjoyed the interview with Mark because he shares two of my great passions, pipes and motorcycles, as you can probably tell by my not-so-creative name. <laughs> uh, I agree with your rant as well, as our government never focuses on the big issues anymore. All they want to do is focus on the things that bother them personally, but don't really affect them at all. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it's so much don't really affect them at all. I don't think they want to tackle the hard issues. I think they want to take the easy ones for them and uh, try to make as much hay out of it without uh, doing as much as possible. And uh, let's see, the last thing I want to bring up is uh, Phil uh, from Missouri Mearsham posted a YouTube video. And it's under the uh, YouTube name Mom Ear, Mo Mir, Mo Mir Phil, M-O-M-E-E-R-P-H-I-L. Uh, and it explains how... Missouri Mearsham is going to react to the uh, to the FDA regulations. So I highly suggest that everybody go to YouTube and check that out. Search for uh, FDA regulations effect on Missouri Mearsham or Mo Mir Phil, and you'll find that. Uh, the other thing that I can tell you in light of the uh, Nashville Pipe Show canceling uh, this year's event, the main reason they did it is because of sponsorship money and because of uh, you know too many companies like ours not knowing what exactly we can and can't do anymore and a little bit of nervousness. Uh, if there is a pipe show anywhere near you, it's even more important now that we get out as pipe smokers and get out and support the uh, support these pipe shows. Uh, they really you know they're they're important to us and we need to do whatever we can to keep them going as long as possible uh while you're in the middle of the summer hey please shoot me a message brian at pipesmagazine.com or post on the uh on pipesmagazine.com on the radio show page let me know what you're doing this summer let me know what your uh, vacation travels have taken you or uh, let me know where what cool spots you've gotten to get out sit down and relax with a pipe and enjoy while you're uh, enjoying the warm days of the summertime all right, that's all we got for the mailbag, so uh, rant time's coming up next. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, 
unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes Autumn Evening so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. iTunes, yeah, the big boy, iTunes, the 100-pound gorilla, the elephant in the room. Uh, iTunes, of course, many of you are listening to this fine uh, show as a podcast on iTunes. Well, for the last four or five weeks straight, iTunes has a, has a couple of ways of, uh, of ranking podcasts. And I always check them, you know, about four or five times a week just to see how the Pipes Magazine radio show is doing in the rankings. Well, they've got one that's called What's Hot. And as I understand it, What's Hot means how many new subscribers, uh, you know, how many people have clicked subscribe on it recently, how many feedbacks or uh, ratings and reviews has it gotten recently, and how many downloads. Well, that What's Hot is, uh, traditionally, it has been for our show. On uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we've been in the What's Hot, and then by Saturday, Sunday, when everybody's downloaded or got the new episodes or they've you know, logged in, whatever, then we tend to peter off. Well, for the last five or six weeks, the What's Hot function of iTunes has not been working at all, whatsoever, period. And they've done an update in between. So, uh, I wonder if the, uh, if the what's hot was broken in the what's up with the update. Uh, the other thing, if you are not subscribing to the Pipes Magazine radio show in iTunes, but listening in iTunes, it's missing two shows. Uh, somewhere back in the 180s, uh, about 12 shows ago, it's missing two shows in there in the feed. Uh, or in what displays in the uh, listings. And if you click subscribe, then it comes into your player and it all downloads there. So, iTunes, the uh, the big one. Oh boy, have they got their own set of problems and issues and everything like that. So, there you go. Alright, I uh, hope everybody is having a good summer. Hope I'm having a good week in Vegas. Uh, remember, next week I'll update you on uh, the trade show and we'll have another guest on. Same old thing, brand new show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time for you to listen to. Uh, please tell all your friends while you're on iTunes there, while it's goofed up, hey, leave us a rating or a review. We'd appreciate that. And I want to thank uh, Mike again for uh, spending a couple hours with me on the phone on a Sunday to pre-record all that Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. Bombadida, 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 bombadida.
and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Are they all gone? Uh, is, is, there, is everybody gone? <laughs> huh? Good. Oh, my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. <laughs> a little break? Okay. Phew. 